0: Hello guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru podcast. Uh, something that I wasn't really planning on commenting on originally, but I have got so many messages from you guys asking my take on it, uh, and I can guarantee you, my take isn't overly exciting. It's the same as a lot of you guys. I uh, thought I'd just jump on and give my thoughts. Obviously, the West Tigers—they've been really struggling the last few weeks. I was pretty, pretty um, strong in my opinions on them on Monday on Bloke in a Bar. I just think the whole thing's a bit of a fucking shit show at the moment. I feel really sorry for the players. I feel really sorry for the players who left good systems. To who come to this system, because uh, that must be a very, very tough pill to swallow. Yappi your, your Isaiah Papaliz, these sort of guys, uh, they must just be pulling their hair out at the moment. Um, and, you know, I thought that the weekend was a bit of a shit fight. As far as their performance, it was awful. thought some of their teamless selections were pretty average. And then, of course, we get into the press conference and Tim Sheen's giggling about uh, beating the bye. And, yeah, look, if I was a West Tigers fan, I would be filthy and... You know, it goes from (laughs) bad... It goes from... Really, really bad to even worse this week, and I just uh, I I don't know. I, I, I sort of when I saw this break, I actually got it sent to me by a fellow, and, and shout out to him on Instagram, Champion Guy, sent it to me, who said that he was the one. That he, him and his mates are actually the ones that pointed out uh, the jersey and reached out to Paul Kent, spoke to him, and um, I I decided just to wait, just to see what would happen. I knew that Paul Kent would go and do a lot of his research, due uh, due diligence and whatnot, and talk to the West Tigers. So I waited for three sixty that night. First time. I've watched in a while. Actually, wasn't a bad show, to be fair. Um, kind of enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Obviously, a lot of controversial opinions and whatnot, but did enjoy the show. And I, and I thought that Paul Kent would start the show with that. When he didn't... I sort of thought, okay, now I'm kind of glad that I didn't give my opinion on this because there probably is more to it. Uh, very back end of the show, Paul Ken and Dan Ganain, who's filling in for and Aster, who I actually thought did a really good job. I'm a big and Aster fan. I think he does really well on that show. I thought Dan Ganain was really good. Um, they just spoke at the end of the show about how Paul Ken had spoken to the West Tigers, and to the West Tigers' credit... And believe me, I'm not defending them overly heavily here, and I'll get to my points in a minute. But to their credit, it wasn't an Anzac jersey. It was a commemorative jersey. I can't even say that word. I'm battling. Uh, But... Should they have had Anzacs on there? One hundred percent. How on earth this played out is crazy. Uh, the bloke that spoke to me originally sent me a stock photo, uh, the the original stock photo that they used, obviously of American soldiers, uh, which just didn't really make sense. It has since come out that you know the West Tigers mentioned that they worked with uh, the Defence Force and all this sort of stuff to make the jersey, and turns out the Army anyway, according to Paul Kent saying that uh, that did not occur. They did not work with them. So once again, just another example of just a complete nut utter shit show. And I don't know if the Tigers have just assumed no one would notice. I don't know if the Tigers thought no one will follow up on it. I don't know what their thinking was with this situation. And I'm sure there would have been someone that would have been fired in this office, uh, in this system, and the guys up top would have been going, oh, my God, what an idiot. He's making us look bad without once a bit, once again taking accountability for what's going on. To the Tigers' credit, at least, uh, they have completely pulled the jersey. Um, They will be redoing their Anzac Day jersey, which I think is necessary. Um, But it's just another black eye to you Tigers fans. And I mean, if I was the West Tigers at the moment, if I was running this place, if I was making any form of decision in this place... I would be overthinking it beyond belief because you know right now that the media will come after you. They will try and beat the shit out of you for anything that you do, and that's unfair. But guess what? That's your fucking reality, and that's your reality that you have created. It is your fault at the end of the day. You've created this situation where you become the laughing stock and the punching bag of the NRL, and whenever you do something illogical, stupid, whatever it might be, it is going to be news. And I feel sorry for West Tigers fans that their club is in that situation. But unfortunately for you guys, your club has done that to themselves. So to mess this situation up so badly... Um, is just insane. We live in a day and age where everyone has this unbelievable technology in front of them. You will get caught out. If you are the West Tigers, people will identify what you have done. People will search for it. And shock me, in this situation, a lot of people have found what went wrong here. And I just I don't understand why the Tigers, especially when it is something like Anzigday, that is so important to our country, why they would why they would do that. It just makes no sense at all. Is it as bad as what we probably originally first thought? No, I don't. I do think that the West Tigers... I don't think that they purposely just went lazy and slapped an American thing. I caught her in an Anzac jersey. I think they did take steps to sort of rectify and identify that a little bit, but... Still, just so fucking stupid. It's an Anzac jersey. It's just, just do the right thing. Get the right pictures. Just tick all the right boxes. How hard is it? Really, is um, disrespectful. And look, I don't really have any links to uh, the Defence Force or anything, so it probably doesn't impact me as much as, or, or, or it probably doesn't offend me as much as other people. I had grandfathers that were in the war and whatnot, and you know, to, to, to be honest with you, that, that jersey being that doesn't offend me. But there are a lot of people that it definitely would offend, and I completely understand why it would offend them. It's it's unbelievable to think how this has played out, and I had a West Tigers fan who reached out to me, and I, and I hope he doesn't mind me reading out the message that he sent me, and I won't say his name or anything, but I just thought this is a good example of where the West Tigers fans are at at the moment. Hey mate, I'm a big fan and love everything you do. I'm a big Tigers fan, always have been. You talk every week about how you don't know how Tigers fans do it and are and are able to keep their heads up and turn up to games, buy memberships, etc. Lately, it's been hard, but the last 24 hours are about as disappointed as I've ever been with a club. For me personally, this is a bigger fuck up than the Manly Pride jersey last year. I have family members who are Diggers, and most of my family have been or are currently involved in the defence. And to see the team I support. "...who get given the honour of being involved in the Anzac round and to put so little effort and care into this is frankly disgusting and I don't know where to turn to." While this guy is still running around the head of the office of the club, uh, the running around the head office of the club, I love so much the way they put out the fires last couple of weeks, and and was how financially and in the office everything is going great. Uh, I don't think it's the most well worded text. Maybe I've read it wrong, but he's essentially saying how you know everything's a shit fight at the West Tigers, but they constantly want to tell you how much of a good position financially at the club is, or all, all the stuff that's going positive and ignore all the stuff that is going completely wrong um yeah obviously he's doing a great job as he's shown this week plenty of sarcasm in that obviously can't wait for the next ask the boss gonna be a good watch anyway mate cheers for the content you put out i'll be keen if you end up posting about the topic or if you guys talk or if you or talk to the guys at the bloke studio next week cheers so shout out to him for sending that message in um (laughs) Yeah, and and that's how I would feel too. I mean, as I said, the jersey itself, as far as uh, the defense force and everything, doesn't personally offend me, but I completely understand why it offends a lot of people out there. And I just think it was such a misread by the West Tigers. How did they get this so wrong? And it's the same situation as Tim Sheen's joke last week. they just, how do they get it so wrong? Like, surely it can't be that hard to come up with an Anzac jersey that (laughs) represents something that, we should be so proud of and we should care about so much. And like they would have PR people that have all these things, they reach out and they get it sorted through, you know, the use of the defense force or they get someone in to help them create it. And then, I mean, it sounds like, and you know, this isn't 100%, but it sounds like um, they sort of lied about doing that when in reality they didn't. And I think it was pretty evident for a lot of people that I've spoken to that are in the defense force are able to look at the jersey, look at the silhouettes of um of the soldiers see the guns and everything and straight away go hold on they're not, Isaacs. They're, they're, they're not anzacs they they are not anzac sorry that's completely wrong so i just i don't understand how they managed to get to this situation to their credit they've they've eventually copped it on the chin they've pulled the jersey they are going to start again they are going to create a new jersey but this is just another layer that adds on to the West Tigers and just how dysfunctional they are and i don't know how they continue to function in this manner. I mean, I've even had a number of West Tigers fans reach out to me this week and say, "Fucking the NRL, if they are for fed income, instead of making an 18th team, they should just cut the fucking Tigers and go back to 16." And that's not me saying that. That's a lot of West Tigers fans who are just fed up. They're 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 fucking done with it. It's um. It's a wild situation that they find themselves in. This Monday, uh, they take on the Parramatta Eels. Easter Monday, 4 p.m. is going to be out there at Homebush, I believe. Uh, they're going to have the Easter show after and all that. So they should get a pretty decent crowd out there. We know that Parramatta fans are going to show up. be very interesting to see how many West Tigers fans do show up. And I, I heard the other day that there's a petition going around for West Tigers fans in the 11th minute, which I think marks... 11 years or twelve or the 12th minute or whatever it is. It marks X amount of years since they've made finals. And it's going to be a walkout of West Tigers fans in the crowd. So interesting to see if that does play out. Personally, if I was a West Tigers fan, I I probably wouldn't do it. But I understand you, you guys have obviously been through a million times more than what I have. I don't even support the fucking team. So what you guys have been through is a million times worse than what I've seen and experienced, obviously. But, um, yeah, I do think that your players, they are trying. I think your players are out there trying. I just think that at some point we have to look at this club and we have to look at the last 10 years and at some point we have to go, okay, we've got good players. We've had good players come and go and arrive, but the same shit keeps on going wrong. And I think that eventually we do have to start, and I think a lot of people are, to be fair, I think we have to start looking past... players and look at the entire club, the entire organization and where they stand at the moment because you hear about, you know, you hear so, so many people whenever they talk about successful sporting teams, it starts at the front office, it starts upstairs, it starts with the coaching staff all all these little things, and like I've heard a million things from players, coaches, fans—just things coming out of the West Tigers. Like I remember a few years ago, they had like a fan day up in Brisbane or something. They were playing up in Brisbane. Um, they had a fan day for a meet and greet, and I think it ended up being like fifty bucks to get into the fucking thing or something, something ridiculous like that. There is just. Situation after situation after situation that just constantly remind you about the West Tigers, and I mean, like for the it, 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 to, to be honest with you, it has been unreal over the last twenty four hours. Sitting back and watching all the memes and all that shit come out of the West Tigers, but they shouldn't be the laughing stock that they are. They shouldn't be. They took two very famous clubs, pushed them together. the Western Suburbs Magpies, pr- proud as all hell, the Balmain Tigers, one of the strongest clubs, one of the strongest brands in rugby league during the uh, um, 1980s and whatnot, and now both have just gone to shambles, and I really do think that it has... the What's happened at the West Tigers over the last, you know, let's be honest here, 20 years, I, I think I read the other day that they've made the finals on three occasions, um, and I mean the, the, the 2005 premiership, if you want to be hypercritical, and I, I haven't said this before, I've, I, I've, I've said it to mates and stuff, and none of them have overly pushed back on it, if you want to be hypercritical, which I'm going to be for a second which is which is probably unfair and I, and I'm happy to wear that. But you have a look at this franchise and the one thing it's achieved is the 2005 premiership, yeah. They also made the finals 2010, 2011. They probably had a team that was capable of winning grand finals that year. I personally think that 2010, 2011 for the West Tigers when Benji was at his peak. They were they were premierships that got away from them. Yeah, they, they were premierships that, that should have been won. They should have got at least one premiership in that time. They were genuinely... I, I think the 2010-2011 side was better than the 2005 side. And that's controversial. I understand that. But I genuinely think it was. You think back to 2005. Um, Joey, he's injured for the vast majority of the year. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, they finished close to dead last. He wins a Dahlia medal. So Joey... He, he comes second in the Dahlia medal, sorry. So Joey missed the vast majority of the year. So that's one absolute champion that was sort of out of the race to win a comp that year because he missed so much football. I think he only played 16 games or something along those lines, which we, which simply wasn't enough for one of the greats, Joey Johns, to compete. Think about 2004, that grand final. You had the Sydney Roosters taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Brad Fittler retires, so the Roosters go into disarray. They missed the finals, I believe. And the Canterbury Bulldogs, they go from a grand final to really, really struggling. So the two best teams for the last three or four years out of the race there as well. The Penny Panthers, they'd obviously won the comp in 03, gone very well in 04. They struggle a little bit. They don't make it to the final four there. I'm not sure where the Penrith Panthers actually finished. Uh, they might've missed the eight too. Let me just get up the 2005 ladder. And th- there, is a, there is a point to where I'm going with this. So just stay with me. And I am sort of t- t- talking off the dome here, but I have sort of thought this for quite some time, just haven't said it to you guys. Um, so the NRL ladder, in round 25, so after round 26, 2005, Eels, Dragons, Broncos, West Tigers, Cowboys, Storm, Sharks, Seagulls. Right, so the Roosters missed the finals. The Panthers missed the finals. The Bulldogs missed the finals. They were the three teams that have been in the last three grand, grand finals. All of them missed the finals, yeah? So you take out all those teams that have won premierships that have been successful. So that's the equivalent of this year, the Melbourne Storm, the Penrith Panthers, um, those two sides, and you could probably argue like, the Roosters, if you wanted to. But it's like the biggest sides over the last three years all missing the finals, yeah? The Eels had an incredible season with a rookie halfback, Tim Smith. Uh, 40 tries this that year. He was unbelievable. They get the minor premiership. There's the Dragons, obviously a great, great team. The St. George of War Dragons back then, but just always choking. Weren't able to get it done at the back end. you Trent Barrett, you're Gazniers, these sort of guys. Um, the Broncos obviously had Darren Lockyer, So there was one champion of the time that was running around there. And there's no doubt in that. There's no questioning that whatsoever. But you have a look outside of that. You had the Cowboys who were in fifth. The Cowboys were their first year with Jonathan Thurston. They were a good footy side. Do not get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from them. But that was before JT was really at his peak. The Melbourne Stormer in sixth. That was really before Smith, Slater, Cronk became who they became. They made a grand final the year after and it all started to come. But the Melbourne Storm were not the Melbourne Storm we know and love now, or that we, we we probably don't love. The Melbourne Storm that we know now in 2005. Sharkies, Seagulls, two teams that were building. Uh, the Seagulls were obviously building towards something especially over the next few years, but they were also far from the team that we knew over the next few years. So I often look at that 2005 season and go, fuck. Jeez, this Tigers team landed in a sweet spot to win that Premiership. The three teams that won grand finals and played in grand finals in the three years leading up to it missed the finals. Brad Fittler retired. Joey was injured. Uh, Jonathan Thurston hadn't become Jonathan Thurston yet. The Big Three at the Melbourne Storm hadn't become the Big Three yet, realistically. I mean, it was 2005 was the perfect fucking year for something absurd to happen. And I'm not taking anything away from the West Tigers 2005 Premiership, please. they It was unbelievable. They had no right to win it halfway through the year. Yeah, they came from nowhere to win it. But I do think that surrounding that Premiership, there's a lot of things that happened in in rugby league at that time um, that was perfect timing. And I, I, I question, you know, if... If Freddie plays on another year, are the Roosters winning that premiership? If Joey's not injured, are the Roosters winning that premiership? If one of Penrith, Canterbury, or the Roosters, the teams that have been to the last few grand finals in a row and the last few prelim finals, if one of them doesn't completely shit the bed that year, what happens to those sides? If if Smith, Slater, and... Um, who who did not I say? Smith, Slater, uh, and Kronk, if they were at their absolute peak already... Would they have got there as well? So many question marks around that, that that sort of specific time. And it's a weird time in rugby league. There's a lot of change going on, injuries whatnot. And I don't want to take anything away from West Tigers fans in Euro 05 premiership because it's one of the most amazing things we've ever seen. And I will stand by that 100%. But there were a lot of factors around it that are very interesting to think about. And if you were to take that out, I mean, you 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 even have a look at the West Tigers side itself, your heart Scott Prince. I think he broke legs the the four years leading up to that. So he had a perfect year where he didn't get injured, despite having a, a shocking injury on his entire career. Benji Marshall, you look surrounding two thousand and five. All it is is shoulder recos shoulder recos for the year before, shoulder recos for the year after. But that year managed to stay fit at the right time of the year. There's just. There's so many factors that that fell the way of the West Tigers at that point to win that premiership, which they deserve. Do not get me wrong. And they've got some of my favorite players ever, like Benji, Scotty Prince, these sort of guys like Ab, Brett Hodgson, Paul Faddle. loved watching all these guys play footy, and they deserve that premiership. There's no doubt about it. You cannot take it away from them. You cannot argue it. But there are just little factors that happen around that that I think to myself, fuck, if all those things didn't happen and the West Tigers didn't have the 05 premiership, what have they got to show for 20 years of existence? Um, and as I said, I think the 2010-2011 team was fucking unbelievable. I cannot they, they, That is one of the teams that definitely should have won a premiership. They were good enough to win a premiership. I think they were better than the 05 side. I really do. Benji was at his absolute peak. they dominating. They were playing fantastic footy, but weren't able to get the job done. And then once again, fell off a cliff and they haven't made finals since. So I feel for you West Tigers fans, I really, really do. And I hope I didn't go on a bit of a tangent today. I wasn't sure if I'd ever actually say that on the podcast, to be honest with you, because it is really harsh. But it is my genuine thoughts and I just think, fuck, you won the 05 premiership, yeah? Despite everything I just said, you won the 05 premiership, you're the premiers. What did they do off the back of that? I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What sort, of a legacy, what sort of a legacy did they build off the 2005 premiership? For me, they really did build nothing. I mean, they didn't make finals for a few more years. When they did... They missed out on their chance to win a premiership, didn't make it back to a grand final or anything like that. Now they haven't made finals in 10 years. And in the midst of that, they've had, you know, legends from that team. Tim Sheens, who they showed the door to, they've now brought him back, but didn't leave very well in the first place. Benji, who they kicked out twice. Robbie Farrow, who they kicked out once. Now they've brought them all back in to try and save the place, despite a few years ago thinking, "Oh, we don't need you, fuck it, we'll just let you go. We're not even going to treat you with respect as you walk out the door. It, um It is just fucking shambles. I do not know what the answer is for the West Tigers. I've got no idea where they go from here. I've got no idea how they, how they fix this. I'm not sure if Tim Sheens is the guy I thought he was going to be. I was hoping he was going to be. But the more I see, probably the less convinced I am. And I think that Tim Sheens, who's been around footy for a very long time, he probably needs to take control of everything here, as does Benji Marshall. I think they need to overlook just about everything that's happening at this club because they understand how the media is going to react. They understand what the media is going to pick apart. And I'm sure that if someone would have sat down with Tim Sheens and Benji and said, hey, here's this jersey, Anzac jersey. There's no Anzacs on it. We actually got this from a stock image page. We went a little bit rogue. I'm sure they would have gone, hold on. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? I hope so anyway. Um, yeah. Feel for US Tigers fans, as I've always said. People think I hate the Tigers or whatever, and that's fine. You can have that take if you want. Don't hate the West Tigers. Supported Jackson when he went back there, you know, was all in there, all that sort of stuff. I just, I just, I'm just honest. I call it as I see it. I feel so sorry for US Tigers fans. I know you've gone to hell and back over the last few years, and personally, I think you're probably going to go a few levels deeper into hell because I think this is going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. Hopefully, the players can stand and deliver on Monday because if there's one thing we know in rugby league that no matter how bad things are going, you start to put wins on the board, things will start to turn around. But I do think even if the Tigers start to get wins, there are serious problems at this club that are probably going to take decades to solve, realistically. I don't think it's going to be an overnight thing. I think it's going to take years upon years upon years to heal the scars and solve the shit that has been going on here. Is it impossible? No. Is it going to be difficult? (laughs) You bet your dick it is. It's going to be very, very tough, and I'm not sure how the Tigers get out of it.